Welcome, everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journaling, talking to you about everything from junk journals, paper crafting, life of a crafter, and answering your crafty questions. Today, I'm going to be peering into, actually, um, I think I'm going to do this again, because this was kind of interesting. Um, uh, okay, just hang on one sec. Okay, we are going to uh, review on Google some interesting little tips and factoids and things like that that are being discussed um, about junk journals in 2023. And I thought this was an interesting topic. Uh, We did uh, go into this a little bit last week and we're going to carry on. Um, with these, I think they're really good questions. Like, why is junk journaling so popular? Um, and the Google answer is, use a junk journal as a memory and photo keeper. Junk journals tend to borrow lots of ideas and techniques from scrapbooking world. I think we may have addressed this one already. Um, so I'm just going to float a little bit forward and see what people are talking about, because I think it's pretty interesting. Um, what is going on out there? Okay, so here's a question. What, with these uh, New Year journal prompts for 2023, will you create, you will create a space in which you can reflect on? Um, and this person was, I believe, whereglobaltravelers.com uh, asked, uh, put out these prompts. And these are things just to get you started. And I think this may be more of um, pure journaling. Um, so if you are a classic journaler, Here's some things that you might want to consider, um, the challenges you have overcome, the joys you have experienced, the things you are grateful for, the things you'd like to work on, the things you are proud of, the things you celebrate in yourself. And we could easily add the things we celebrate in others or in our art or recipes or dreams or eclectic. Um, It's just, there's so many different ways you can go with a junk journal. But I think if you're thinking specifically about you know, journaling, like writing your story, your life story, your journey, your expression of your journey. Um, Those are some fun prompts to consider. Here's an interesting, what are the rules for junk journals? Okay, this ought to be good. Oh, well, wait, it starts off, I like it already. Notebooktherapy.com says, there are no rules and it can be anything you want. I personally love it for recording my thoughts with doodles and random moments using recycled paper, cutouts, stickers, My personal favorite thing to do with my junk journal is to stick tickets in special places to record good days. Well, there you go. Way to go. Hats off to you. I like you. I like you already. The no rules. Sally, who is out there spreading the word. That is awesome because um, the more we remove our bondage of it has to be this way or this size or or whatnot or look a certain way or feel a certain way, Really, it just has to feel good to us. And maybe we are the most hypercritical of our junk journals, but we can sure have a lot of fun making them. And I I would say focus on spending more time in the enjoyment phase and less on the judgment phase. And when you do something that looks like a bluebird or a mistake or an error or something you don't like, instead of throwing your hands up in the air in a big huff, a big dramatic huff, and, and, and walking out of the room and saying, it's not for me, I can't do this, I'm not built that way. I didn't get the junk journal gene. Um, Everybody else can do it. I can't do it. I would just stop all that nonsense, that uh, talk that goes on in the head and say, wait a minute. 
what would it be like if I could? If I could actually sit down and do a small project, just maybe I'm gonna make an embellishment today. Maybe I'm gonna make a bookmark today. Just a pocket, maybe a journal card. Maybe I'm gonna decorate an envelope and, and that's the only expectation I hold for myself today. It's like, let's see how much fun I can have with one envelope. Is it gonna still be an envelope? or will I morph it into a little cover for a tiny notebook that lives inside a junk journal? Will I sew it or glue it onto a page? Will I stuff it with wonderful things? Will I leave it empty so the uh, recipient may fill it up with their wonderful things? Um, sometimes just ratcheting it back to a simpler phase or a simpler process or a simpler, more simple, simpler, simplest, more simple? I'm not sure, I always get confused with that. Um, and why isn't it just one way? It should, everything should be more simple or everything should be simplest. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> this back and forth is enough to drive anybody bananas. Okay. So, yes, let's take it easy on ourselves. And remember, we're doing this for the fun of it, for the joy. And we have to keep redirecting ourselves back to that waypoint because it's very easy to drift off and go down the self-battery mode. Okay, and I don't mean charging. I mean like you're like beating yourself up for something that you think is ugly. Um, so, okay, we've given ourselves permission to carry forward. Let's see what else we're talking about here in <clears throat> Junk Journal Trends for 2023. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, what should I not write in my junk journal? Oh, this is, this is interesting. It sounds like rules to me, but let's just see what they say just for fun. Uh, and this is academictransfer.com says, don't make these nine mistakes when you write a journal paper, writing an abstract that is stylistically, that stylistically is not an abstract. Oh, oh, okay, I'm not quite sure what they're saying about a journal paper. What's a journal paper? Maybe they're talking about if you're gonna write an article for the New England Journal of Medicine. Oh, okay. Um, yes, no, this doesn't work for us. Okay, we, we don't need to even worry about that. I'm glad because it, I was concerned we, there were all of a sudden rules that I, I just got this through this big speech of there are no rules and now this, there was this list of rules. Um, but I think they're talking about more professional style writing. Um, so we don't have to worry about that. Um, should I throw away my journal? Oh, there's an uh, interesting thought. Um, well, I would think that most of us would probably go, uh, you know, like we would be aghast and say, gosh, no. Um, uh, okay, re read this person, BellaOrganizing.com says, read through one old journal a week. It, if it is full of entries that, you, that will do you no good or is a reminder of a sad or a bad part of your life, toss it in the recycle bin or have a bonfire slash journal burning party. Who wants all that negativity stored so closely? Do away with it forever. Um, yeah, I have a couple of thoughts on that. Let's say you do put some uh, heart-wrenching things down there. Let's say you break up with a boyfriend or you know your dog dies or whatever, something sad happened. Um, and it may be painful to read or look at now, but maybe in three, five years, 
It may be more reflective where a lot of the initial pain is gone, but you can actually look at your journey and see what that was like for you. So I might before burning or throwing it out, and, and that may be the end result. There's nothing wrong with a good old uh, you know, journal burning party um, if you're really ready to let go of those things because sometimes things do need to be released, and I, I totally respect and honor that. But here, I would say if it's a junk journal and you're just doodling what, what may, what, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't matter, but um, you're unsure, I'm, I would, this is what I would do personally, I would maybe box it up and put it somewhere far away out of my sight so I don't keep tripping over it and bringing it back into my periphery. Now this is of course one lovely way to become a hoarder in life and you, you can justify keeping a lot of stuff forever. Um, and you know, here's the other thing, if you really can't afford the space but you want to release um, this to the universe but you still want to keep the memory, you can take photographs of it with your phone and just store it on your phone, deep in your phone somewhere. So if you ever wanted to go back and read it, <clears throat> You'll still have it. It'll probably be saved in the cloud if you use Google Photos or something like that. You can access the information without actually having to have the space. This is also a great way to declutter your house. <clears throat> um, let's say Aunt Sally gave you a painting and you love Aunt Sally, but that painting is like, mm, I don't know, you know what I mean? Mm. It's uh, just, it's not your thing. So for a while you hang the painting because you love Aunt Sally and gosh, Aunt Sally could come over and she's first thing she would say is, where's the painting? And um, this has actually happened to me and you know who you are. <laughs> and um, uh, so you, what you can do when it comes time is take a picture of Aunt Sally's painting. You will always retain it. You can go back and visit it. You can revel in the glory and wonder of her artistic ability and then you can carry on with your day but you don't necessarily have to have everything in front of your face all the time and journals fall into that category too um, sometimes we need to be reminded of things and other times we need not to be reminded of things so we can free ourselves to move forward and this kind of goes into a, a heavier area of journaling um, beyond the construction of the book um, like here's some interesting questions should I let someone read my journal if you are going to, here's the answer by wanderings.com. If you are going to share your deepest, most personal musings, it better be with a person you, who will receive the words without judgment or retribution. So if someone asks to read your diary there and they are not trustworthy, empathetic, or open-minded, do not share with them. Okay, so I leave that out there to the ethers. I mean, I would think a journal would be a personal space. And somebody who loved or cared about you would respect that personal space and maybe not ferret through your journal. You know what I mean? But on the other hand, life doesn't always go perfectly. There may be hiccups along the way. Somebody may look in your journal. It's possible they could break that trust shield and go in there. Now that's different than you actually cracking open the journal and showing it to them, sharing your certain thoughts and feelings, maybe joyous, maybe painful, but you choose to share it. I would say, hold the journal, read what you want to read. Why am I deciding this for anybody? This is, this is, I'm like, you know, I don't know if this is the right thing to do, but <laughs> read with them only the parts you feel comfortable sharing. And there should be no expectation on their face uh, to read more. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you're only doing this because you have a reason to do it. You want to share 
a pertinent or poignant or important thing that happened in your life, an experience you had, and maybe you felt you, you captured it so well in your journal, and the best way to share that would be to actually read the passage. Um, also kind of take into account, it may be like watching somebody else else's home movies. They may be fascinating to you, but maybe not so much to others. Just putting that out there, okay? And um, also, maybe take what you learned from that experience or your writing of it in the journal and share that with the person as opposed to actually, actually sharing your, your private words. But then we tiptoe into the... Uh... Okay, sorry about that. Got interrupted by a phone call. I, I don't know how to turn this off and not have phone calls come through, so... That's the ineptitude of me. Um, okay, um, so, yeah, five years of doing a podcast and I don't know how to do that. That's a little embarrassing. Okay, um, I should read the manual. Okay. <laughs> um, is it, okay, now here we're getting into some heavy, deep, and dark and things. Okay, is it okay to read your daughter's diary? Um, I, okay, my personal take on that would probably be no, because it may actually interrupt her natural flow to write her feelings especially if she finds out you read it let's face it it's going to be a trust issue that's always the biggest thing reading somebody's inner most deepest darkest or wonderful happiest thoughts is that a trust issue and also if if everything is if you're not hiding anything is there anything to hide in a journal i don't know i mean that's like a sticky wicket area that's where you get into the you know, am I obligated to share everything about my life with everyone? Or am I not? I don't know that we're going way too deep here. Let's just retreat and go back to something more more comfortable. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so this person asks, um, does venting in a journal help? And this is medium.com. The benefits of keeping a writing or a venting journal, addressing difficult feelings rather than pretending they don't exist can help us to normalize these responses, allow us to work through them um, rather than feel bad about ourselves for finding these tricky uh, at times. Okay, so I think that's fair. Okay, I think that's really a fair um, way of looking at it. Like, let's say, yeah, you've got some feelings and it would just feel better to write them down on paper, organize your thoughts, look at them from a bird's eye view. Do I really feel this way? Is this just a passing, passing fleeting thought? Why am I playing psychiatrist this morning? I have no idea because I am not a professional in that area and I don't even play one on TV. Um, but I think when you, well, let's face it, you know, we make junk journals, people might journal in them. This is a maybe a, a topic to address. And I haven't addressed this on a, on a podcast yet. So yeah, let's just roll up our sleeves and keep going down this one. Um, it's very interesting. Um, uh, here's a question. Why did a 13-year-old feel the need to keep a diary? Um, uh, and the answer from Topper.com says, Anne believed, I don't, maybe they're referring to a book or Anne of Green Gables or some story. I don't know where this is coming from. But it says, Anne believed that she does not have any close and true friends to whom she can confi confide in. Though she has friends, she was never able to truly open up about her feelings with them, so she decided to confide all of her thoughts and innermost feelings to her diary instead. I cannot blame Anne, because, you know, sometimes your best friend is not your best friend two days later, especially in the young 
girl world, you know, where we're very emotional, we get excited, the gossip uh, channels start. Next thing you know, you've shared your deepest, darkest feelings with Sally, and she told Ethel and Martha and, and uh, Beatrice, and now the whole world knows, you know what I mean? So you might as well have just copied your diary and mailed it to everybody. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's the way it goes. And then there's the other thing, okay, this isn't in a question here, but what about finding a journal that you've written everything that you felt and then you die and then it's your kids come across it you know what i mean somebody's going to come across that journal at some point and um you know are you okay with that i mean but then if you're not okay with that and you're worried about that will you ever fully express yourself in your journal um you may or you may not um that is something to think about so i don't know don't know what it's it, that where you're at with that but um that is something to think about um that's also with the the internet world and all the information that we have stored on our computers um in our facebook's in our photo albums everything i mean there's just a lot of stuff out there and where does it all go? I, I actually um, wrote a class on the sociology of death and dying, and that was part of the exploration of what happens to your um, cyber information after you die, who owns it, who, who can gain access to it. Um, the one particular topic that came up was, if you die, do your kids have the right to contact Facebook as the power of attorney or the executor of your will and things like that to access your account and so that was actually pretty interesting and um, I think at the time yes you could do that if you became the um, person who had the authority to do that now I don't know if that's changed that may have changed since I wrote that course because uh, that was probably seven seven years ago um, but interesting things to think about with a journal because does it defeat the purpose of the journal to have free flow thought if you're in the back of your head worried about who, who might read it. Mm. Um, here's another thing that I have seen people do. It doesn't really work well in the journal world, but they write their thoughts on paper and then they burn them. And that way you never have to worry about anybody reading it. Um, but And you were able to get them down on paper, think about them, reorganize them in your mind. You have to let them go, the paper, um, with the thoughts, but you did have an opportunity to dump them or vent them or express them and and like this is only like the deep dark stuff I'm talking there's a lot of happy stuff that goes in journals So let us let us not all go down the the rabbit hole of everything is uh, Deep dark and depressing because it's not there's a lot of joy expressed in journals, and I think particularly junk journals um, They're often fun quizzical explorative imaginative creative and adventurous um, things will pop up at you, open up, slip out of pockets. There's a lot of mystery involved and there's a sense of wonder and fun about it. So um, maybe it attracts more, I don't know. I don't know. I don't wanna, I don't wanna pass judgment on that. I think it's just an interesting rabbit hole to consider. Um, all right, so let's see. Um, here, this is interesting. Uh, Hang on. Okay, so I came across an interesting list of things that are kind of fun in relationship to junk journals. It's by positivebear.com. And she just basically making um, a list of things that you can keep your eyes open for, for junk journals. And I thought this was kind of fun. 
Um, so she wrote vintage postcards, ticket stubs, dried flowers, Polaroid photos, washi tape samples, handwritten quotes, tea stained pages, fabric scraps, old maps, vintage buttons, collage of magazine cutouts, ephemera from travels, recipe cards, watercolor paintings, pocket envelopes, hand-drawn doodles, vintage postage stamps, pressed leaves, junk mail cutouts, fabric pockets, vintage book pages, sheet music, greeting cards, stickers, ribbons and lace, mini envelopes, postage stamps, uh, collages, found poetry, calligraphy, calligraphy practice sheets, retro advertisements, vintage photographs, playing cards, embroidery samples, handwritten letters, um, and but she just goes on and on and on. So there's so many different things. I think she had some really wonderful ideas. So it's good to bubble up some different thoughts from different people every once in a while to inspire you to create forward and meld together different ideas where you'll actually come up with your own new ideas. You can't help but do that because our brain knits together ideas that way and that's how we create new things. So let's keep on creating together. Wishing you all a happy crafty day from Sunshine and myself. Uh, remember that fun can be simple and create with reckless abandon, everybody. Go have some fun with your papers today. Take care. Bye-bye.